0: Let's get
1: ready to throw
0: down! Welcome, everybody. Uh, we're having some technical issues, so unfortunately, we can't push this live to Facebook, um, which will be fixed before next week. But uh, the Zoom information is out there. You should have it. So if you want to hop in, hop in. This is here, but also be dripped out later. So. What's going on this week, everybody? I, I closed a couple of deals of business and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Congratulations! Good job. Thank done. you. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you both. Um, put out put out a like a pretty big offer into my network and said, hey, like I am willing to do this if people have it. And you know, some people came out. I've been having some good conversations. I've been doing a lot of my uh, actual kind of discovery on Messenger. So that's like chatty and um, then moving it as late as possible to a phone call for the presentation. And that's been working pretty well for me. Um, but it's me having to adjust down to selling to people who are you know, younger than I am, right? which is important for, because most of my market is younger than I am. So they want to let, let it live in Messenger and via chat and everything else like that. So I'm, letting, I'm, I'm allowing that to happen and then taking a break at some point in the conversation saying like, hey, I got to go. Let's come back to this tomorrow. Can we hop on a call? And that's been working for me pretty well. So what about for you guys?
2: So uh, for me, Nanette, Um the surgeries have started, so I'm really excited. So I've seen a lot of... You know, it's kind of like I'm going back and getting all (laughs) organized. Uh, Can
0: you stop chewing the chips, please, Al? (laughs) My apologies, guys. I don't know what y'all here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm the old guy of the group. Yeah,
0: sorry. sorry No,
2: that's right. So I think we should share i think we should share what clint said earlier before we started recording so al is the person clint said this al is oh, the person stop. on the plane eating <laughs> no i'm not you opened up the can of salmon and That is so true. i like,
1: am not on, no 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 my apologies if, if you guys were hearing too much of my crunch i'm just <laughs> i'm starving and anyway
0: so yeah uh so we're our hospitals like back to normal as far as like getting into the uh, or has anything changed as far as the process or anything else
2: I don't, oh, think yeah. we're, I don't think we're totally back to complete normal, but okay. it started no. up.
1: Excuse me. They put down. in a bunch of extra, um, like, where the reps are not to be in the room. They got to be out waiting to be called in, which I don't think it's really going to work well. And it's hospital to hospital. So the the initial knee-jerk reaction is to set up all these parameters because we're doing it right. But doing it right, unfortunately, you you know you, you you get it on one end but you suffer on the other because we need to be in there immediately because you got somebody that if you hit a vein or an artery and you're bleeding and something doesn't work and it's just mass confusion sometimes so you have to be there right there to say hey don't do the that do this so you can't Five minutes into the room, you've got a live patient that has a big old gash in their back that you're trying to put nuts, bolts, and screws in. It, so it doesn't work on all these surgeries. And I think there's some grumblings about needing to modify some of that. But, but other than that, patients are lining up. You know, patients' healthcare their situations haven't changed drastically with COVID. They haven't gotten any healthier or any better. Hmm. So, you know, they just had to wait a little longer for these elective surgeries.
0: So are you focused on kind of nurturing the existing relationships or are are you really focused on generating new relationships right now? No,
1: No, nurturing the existing relationships because those pipelines were already set to go. Um, From the clinical standpoint, we saw uh, over 100 patients yesterday at the offices. So our volume has ramped up because other offices were closed. They haven't really come back online and not, not across the board. I mean, a lot of them have come back, but we're finding more and more that just are limited number of access They're not taking on new patients. Some of these people are staying status quo. Well, that's, that's brought us more business in, in the clinical side
0: of things. Hmm. Interesting. What about for you, Clint? What are you working on this week?
3: I mean, we closed a few big deals that have been in the balance for, you know, three, four months. And they'll, they'll really carry us through in our backlog. So, uh, you know, surprisingly right now I'm double the backlog that I projected on the regular year before COVID. So our backlog's great mm-hmm. and we're, we're killing it there. Uh, getting, getting the projects going and started and bringing revenue in the door is the issue, right? Cause everybody's still just not really sure what to do, you know, with this whole deal. So, um, you know, I think the coming out of this, we're, looking good, looking, um, ahead of schedule. Um, but I'm ready for it to just be over so we can all, you know, get back to business and, you know, and in this state, at least we're, you know, in Texas, it's reopening faster than most. So I'm a little excited.
0: When, um, so does everything hit backlog or do certain projects not hit backlog and they fall into some other
3: category for you? Yeah. we've, we've, We've got a few. Um, I mean, some of them are, you know, bid them and start tomorrow. So you know, obviously those go straight into the revenue stream. But yeah, from you know, most cases, most of your stuff is a backlog at least you know four to five weeks. Okay. You know, so yeah. some, some of those jobs. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Quentin, yeah, so, some of those jobs, you know, you're you're talking about a year and a half to two year final closeout. So you know, you're talking backlog going into maybe even 2022 at this point. You know, some of that, you know, maybe, maybe it's only $500,000, but, you know, at least you got the doors open in 2022. Absolutely.
1: Um, Clint brought up a point where he said, you know, we tend to be opening a little quicker in, um, in this area, meaning, you know, state of Texas. But I have, my, I have some concerns because we had our first patient put on a ventilator this week. And we, you know, she was a cancer patient, so she had some comorbidities. We also have seen more positive tests. We've got people that are quarantining for 14 days because they, t- they just tested positive. And we're getting the antibody tests, um, 250 of them next week, so we can do the blood and determine whether you have antibodies or antigens built up against it and we have a lot of people i am still think we've got to have more testing out there people need to know where they stand and if it's testing every day before you go you know to the mall or to the to, to your job i mean this is such an easy if we would just put all our efforts into understanding where this virus lives and who's it in i, I think we could i think people will self-quarantine we've had nobody say screw it i'm just going to go infect everybody but there's a lot of doubt, and we've had limited capabilities of being able to give people answers. Um, so I think it's all about information. And I, I I hate that the economy shut down. Hell, I'm a small business guy. It won't take much to put me out of business. We've been it? fortunate, but 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 you know I want the I want the state open. I mean, you know, and I think there are a lot of healthy people out there that just need to know. Do I have the antigens? And even if you do, there's the precaution of. We're not sure what next season looks like, but you seem to be doing okay now. Um, I don't know. That's that, that, that's, that's my biggest frustration with running a business and dealing with COVID 19 right now.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of in, I'm kind of in that same boat because my day to day hasn't really changed terribly much. Right. So I am not in that group, the people that have to go out and, you know, uh, Drive to work, or you know, are essential, and so they're out there and around and everything else like this. So, fairly lucky in that instance. But um you know, I'm also concerned, right? Because as of now, our state's back open, right? So, you know, I'm getting hit up from you know, like my my jujitsu school, like, hey, you know, when are you coming back? It's like, yeah, probably June. You know, and the guy the guy who cuts my hair is like trying to get me on board for an appointment, and I'm like, I'm, I'm just, this, I'm just letting this thing grow, up, right?
1: Yeah, we see, we can see that. <laughs>
3: He, he figures he's got at least good six months' worth of work out of you.
1: Well, well here, here, here's the dilemma. When you get back, that first haircut's a whooping on him, man. He's like, yeah. he's like trimming trees if you stay exactly. on top of and You just snip, snip, snip instead of –
3: well, that's I, like uh, that's like cutting uh, the toenails on Dumb and Dumber with the grinder.
0: <laughs> well, I hired a lawn care service at, at you know as soon as grass started growing again, and they came out and they charged me double because like the grass was too long. So yeah. hopefully that doesn't happen when I go back to
3: the you know the barber. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's that's who you need to cut your hair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have they have the same tools and the way that thing's yeah. growing, man. That's more like a bush <laughs> than a head of hair.
3: So yeah, hey, um, I do. I do have something I'm curious about with you guys and your businesses. Um, mm-hmm. Have you guys seen personalities really flare? Because we used to talk about that um, a lot in the beginning of our podcast. Was uh, you know when you get stressed out and you get to that that corner, you know the, your real personality flares, and I'm noticing that a lot, even just in my coworkers, my customers, um, even in myself. You know, you get you you feel a little, your backs against the wall, so your true personalities are coming out. And I think yeah. it's a good reveal, you know, to be honest
2: with you. Right, right.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't speak for for everybody else, but I have retreated pretty harshly into, like, critical, you know, Vulcan mindsets of just, like, data and facts, data and facts. And uh, partially it's just, it's just, like, a bandwidth issue because, you know, with everything that's going on, like, what do you trust in the news and who do you trust for information and stuff like that and for all these – Uh, yeah some some people so (laughs) i knew um, you would but like like some people are pulling up these like data points that are just like ridiculous i'm like have you ever done like an actual like experiment or done anything with like some actual data to it because you know finding one case in a haystack is not indicative of you know a conspiracy or anything else like this it means that someone maybe made a mistake. So. Like, are you, are you mad because like there's cause or are you mad just to be mad kind of deal? And so that's kind of pushed me back into more of like facts and figures and logic, but then also just not knowing, right? Like, what do I have control over? Right. I have control over facts and figures and logic and expectations. So let's go back to that stuff. I don't really know that it's serving me very well, but it I feel better.
1: I, I you know, I, I see some of it, you know, in my staff. Um, but we've kept that to a minimum because we've said, Hey, look, you have your job. You need, you have, you have something to be thankful for, right? This could be harder on us. We're in an industry that will potentially survive better than most. So we've preached that to our staff, but you know, I have, you know, reaching out to other business owners and other colleagues. I think if you felt any, any little bit of disenfranchised in your career, in your social life, in any of these different arenas, this has compounded that, right? If you weren't really doing as well as what the economy was projecting, right? Because we're on this big rocket to the sky and everything was going great, but that that doesn't mean everybody's business was going great, right? So if you had any kind of struggles in a really good environment, maybe you made some bad choices, maybe you, you know, you, you, you spent too much money or, or whatever it may be, this then compounds what you are already feeling. Right. Absolutely. Um, and then stack on top of it that, you know, we've got, you know, close to 30 million people that literally got furloughed, laid off. that don't have any real. And here's what happens every time guys, I'm going to tell you, cause I've been through this, we learn as business owners to do more with less.
2: Yep. Yeah. And then yeah, labor that's becomes what we're cheap. doing too.
1: And then labor becomes cheap, meaning I can hire a guy because he will work for less because he does not have a job. He has all the qualifications. So now yeah. you got more people than you have jobs. What happens then? It's supply and demand just like everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's frustrating, and I, I I completely understand it, but I can you know it's it's easy easy to define as well.
0: So I'm curious for you, Clint. I mean, being being a D, and then also being you know a leader of a of a sales team. You know, we've kind of talked in the past about how some of that doesn't always that that the D is kind of has to soften up sometimes, so that you can be nurturing and like actually there and help as opposed to just screw you. I'm going to run with the ball. Like, are you having to fight that in yourself right now?
3: Um, no, I think, um, I think, of all times that you, you know, we say D up a little bit, but this is kind of a time where you've got to make some hard decisions of, we can't chase that right now. We don't have the bandwidth. Like you've got to drop that deal. Whereas, you know, three, four months ago, you can be a little more compassionate and understanding, Hey, you know, we've got, you know, we've got people not doing anything so we can just do that as a trial, or we can go, kind of go on a fishing expedition in that market and you you can't do that right now at least yeah. we can you know, so it's really getting down to, um, you know, when people want to do something versus have to do something, somebody has got to be there to, to kind of make that decision. So, so I'm not really finding it that much, but I, but I will tell you that, um, you know, the, the personality flares from everybody is uh, a little more, I see a lot more compassion from everybody from all walks of life of, you know, everybody's going through the same thing. You, you know, this isn't like it's a, uh, you know, this market's good and that market's bad and I'm in the good one and you're in the bad one. So I don't have any compassion for you. Everybody's in the same economy. Everybody's in the same crisis. So um, I, I see a lot more compassion in everybody. Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> so well, but, I, but I think that, but I think that'll go away soon. You know, I think yeah. that once it, once it flips, it's going to, you're going to go right back to even maybe even worse than it was. Right. Cause people are going to be really hungry and take advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you
1: know, I've seen the same thing, Clint, and I know Nan and I have spoke about this, is, you know, there's more, hey, how are you doing, with the real em- emphasis on how are you doing. Yeah, I am mm-hmm. concerned. And and so that statement has it means a little bit more these days because some people are struggling. And particularly if you're not struggling, you're still way concerned about your well-being. How long can you stay on survive? What happens if next week, you know, numbers start to go down or I, I start to lose some traction on my end because it's incredibly difficult to go gain traction in these markets. It's just not there. And sure. so you're, you're, you're clutching onto what little you have hoping that it doesn't go away. And that's, that's a, you know, it's a hard place to be at.
3: Yeah. And so, you know, some of uh you know, pre-qualifying questions that we Give to our customers and even our customers give back to us is you know before we give you this job how are you guys you know what's your manpower you know where are you guys at how busy are you when this project's going on if we give this to you and you know before those were check-in-the-box questions that they had to do to get on paper you know to get on record so if you failed they had that to fall back on and now it's a little more uh, like you were saying doc it's a, you you really feel it in there it's like hey you know, I, I'm really concerned about you guys because you guys did have to downgrade. You guys don't have the manpower that you used to once have and and can you do this job? And and if you can, let's talk about that. And if you can't, let's talk about that too. So it, there's a little bit more open-ended questioning now, you know, with real answers than there was three months ago.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Man, and I'm uh,
1: I'm seeing some of that, so
0: yeah. With what's going on with your stuff like is it is it harder to remain attentive and have relevant conversations with these surgeons whenever you can't go into the or
2: no um so the entire time that we've been in this situation um i've it's just been via text message a few phone calls so it's not like there's been a lot of um one-on-one conversation Mm -hmm. you know in front of each other, um, which is fine. It, but what it has made me look at is I need to really get out there and build more relationships like that, because if this does happen again, you know, I, I don't want to be in the circumstance of I only have a few people that I can reach out at that level. So I really want to get it. And when we were talking about, um, when you were talking about just different personalities, the subject that Clint brought up, I was thinking, you know, being an S, I really like when we have, you know, everybody's symbiotic relationships. Well, I just think this whole thing has escalated the whole, you know, I hate to bring it up, but the whole Republican Democrat, you know, the whole, and again, being an S, I would like to have everyone be symbiotic and try to figure out how to heal this whole situation. But I think the proclivity for everyone is to jump on what they, when they think they're right. I mean, across the board, people have one opinion now, even stronger. Nobody's really going, okay, well, let's try to figure out how to work. I mean, I think people want to feel that way, but when you get nervous about a situation, I think it Draws you to defense, you know, and I'm so I've seen a lot of that. So I, and I'm really trying to just step, step, step back, even with some of my white knights that I'll talk, be talking to them and they'll bring up something. I'm like, okay, step back, you know. It is about choices of you. You have to choose sometimes to just keep your mouth shut, you know? And, you know, I've talked about that a lot. You know, don't go in there and just think you have to win the situation. Just go, okay, you know, I understand how you feel. And sometimes you shouldn't even say that. I think a lot of times, I I, I preach this all the time, a lot of times just hold your tongue, you know, because people are really defensive right now. I think what everyone was saying, you when you get nervous about your job, what's going on in the government, what's going on. I mean, people get nervous and get a little riled up and you do. I think an S is always going to be a little bit better off because, you know, you're not trying to be the I and go, Hey, or be the D and go, this is the way it is or be the C and say, I have, I've got the answers. I've got the facts. Well, when you're, that's your facts, you know, everybody has a different fact, you know, that's, and I know Al might argue with that maybe even Clint, but, I think you have to be respectful of other people's opinions, especially when things are difficult.
3: You know, you know, to that point, man, you, you know, you you talk a lot about DISC and so have I, and and, uh, the rest of us have talked a lot. John, will you give kind of a quick rundown for people that maybe, haven't joined us from the beginning. Can, oh. can you give us give a quick disc rundown just so everybody knows what D I S and C is? Yeah, that's
2: Absolutely. good.
0: Absolutely. So we sit on the four different quadrants of this. So Clint is our D. D stands for dominant. They are really great at accomplishing tasks. They are not very people driven. They are they're gonna lead with their gut. So you see these people tend to be entrepreneurs, you know, uh, C-suite executives and things like that, because they're very good at making decisions and have a have a have a history of making good decisions. Um, Al is our I, which stands for influencer. These, these people are, are more people-driven than Clint are than clint is excuse me um so you know rapport getting along with people influential they need to be the center of attention they they have their stories you know and they also don't really love conflict clint loves conflict and most these do because they just don't care eyes because they're people driven don't like conflict as much now al does a really good job of being able to shift more towards that d side because he's been an owner for so long but um al in party mode is Straight up I. <laughs> Straight up I. Uh, we, have, we have Nanette, who's our, who's our S. S stands for steady motivator, steady relator. And essentially, they are people-driven like the I, but they are not going to be gut-driven like the I is, right? I's and D's are gut-driven. S's and C's are going to be fact-driven. So what that means is they don't like conflict. They're not going to get into big heated conflicts over opinions, which is kind of what we heard Nan just talking about a moment ago. And they want everybody to get along. And then you have me, I'm a C, right? So Cs are very focused on facts, logic, it has to make sense. Let's dig into all of this stuff, very clear expectations. And so... What we see is when when you're not under any pressure, you can move pretty fluidly between these states, at least once you kind of have an idea of where they are and where you hang out normally and stuff like that. But under pressure, we kind of retreat back to our, our entrenched positions, right, of data for me, decision-making for for Clint and some of that for Al. But but Al's, you know, when you look at an I who doesn't have as much D in them as as Al does, you know, they're normally very... Attached to any shiny thing, right? They're not super focused. They're not really historically great at doing the day to day. This is not meant to be bad. We all have our No, hands. no, I
1: was gonna say yeah that You know the key to some of this that John's talking about though is being able to reach out and get a C and to help you in some of the weaker areas, having an S, having a D. So when you surround yourselves and you, you know, cause if it was a room full of eyes uh, we'd be screwed. So uh, in, in my, in my group and I'm sure Clinton and, and and John can all speak to this. We have people who help shore up our deficiencies and we are not so entrenched in who we are to not be able to slide. And that's part of this is being able to slide away from what your natural tendencies are, being self-aware and having to, like Clint says, having to man up sometimes. Sometimes I have to handle conflict inside my business world and I don't like doing it. It's probably my least favorite thing to do, but I do go do it. And at the end, I try to make it a win-win situation instead of a scorched earth. You know, so I have my own spin on those particular, you know, uncomfortable events that I have to
0: handle. So real quick, let's talk about a conversation that I had this week with someone who wanted to sell me something for our show, right? And uh, <clears throat> the conversation was good. I see some utility in what he does, and I think it could help us. But uh, towards the end of it, he started trying to like insert his agenda over my agenda. Well, let's just get everybody on a call, and let's just talk through this. And I'm like, first of all, getting all three of us here for, for any meeting is hard enough. So if you don't want to play ball and like talk to me and then I'm sorry, all four of us, uh, I'm getting corrected off screen here. Um, So I was like, I was like, no, like I set the expectation up front. I'm collecting this information. I will share it with them. If there's value here, then we will kind of take that next step. But whenever he started trying to override my process, that doesn't really work when you're selling to a C, right? Because I've, I've already kind of have an idea in my head about how, how I want this to work. So it's not like a lack of decision-making ability. It's the lack of, you know, asking questions to figure out what my process is. And this guy didn't do a very good job of that. So in those kinds of situations that where that's where it's really important to know who you're selling to, right? Because if you're talking to someone who's very people driven and stuff like this, that's going to be easier, right? Because they might not have a process. They might not have the steps laid out in their mind. And so then it's just easy to be like, Hey, should we do this? Absolutely. Whereas if you're dealing with someone like me or someone like Clint, who is very task driven and everything else, if you try to volley up a task that I don't see value in and Clint probably feels the same way, I'm not going to do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, So
2: so to what you're saying, I I think it's important in case um, the listeners don't know, and what we've talked about numerous times is when you're talking to a potential client or a client, you need to know where they're comfortable. So if they are, if you're an S and I'm talking to a D, I'm not going to go in there warm and fuzzy and, you know, just has everybody, is everybody, you know, they don't, they don't want to talk about that. They just want to know what are we doing? You know, so it's super important to know who you are and who you're talking to. I mean, I know this is redundant, but I think it's just good to bring it up again. Yeah.
3: And the interesting thing is, you know, with this whole crisis going on is that most of your salespeople in the world, fall in the I category, right? That's very traditional personality to have to get out in front of customers. So, you know, the concern is now is that if you are a super I and you're killing it in sales in February of this year, you've just taken your biggest uh, weapon out of your arsenal and thrown it in the trash can, which is getting in front of people and and them liking you and and you showing that personality side. It's really hard to do right now, right? And yeah. And so this is where you've got to look around the the spectrum, and, and really pull you know the C into it. Hey, I need data and facts because I might have one shot at this. Who is the person I need to contact? The, you know, right now, who's the best shot that I have? And that fact doesn't come from an I. That fact usually comes from your C's, your accounting department, your financial people, right? Or or even some of your D's have a lot of that information because they collect that as well, but you know, that's the thing, right? Is that if you, if you've been successful before the crisis and then they shut off all communication, which is your biggest asset, how do you do it now? Right? And you've got to teamwork this.
1: Well, one of the things, uh, two two things came to mind when you guys were talking. First of all, uh, John, you're spot on. When somebody comes to sell to me, I want to know what their process is because I don't even have one, right? Most of the time. Now I have internal processes, but when you bring it to me, I'm like, well, tell me about your process. And then I'm capable of making a decision at that point, but I don't have an agenda many times. And back to Clint, when you said, you know, with an eye, you know, some of our tools have been taken off the table, but that's when you use the ones that are still left to express yourself. Right. Sure. Be you in this new medium, right. We're all having to find out who the new you is, Right. Yeah. with with, with some of these changes. And, and the new normal means that eyes use their voice, use your, you know, show your empathy, show your excitement in your words and in your conversations. And, you know, maybe your hand gestures are taken away. Maybe some of it's shortened down. You don't have as much time as you had before, whatever that may be, recognize it and then modify yourself. Cause if you can't bend and you can't modify, you're going to be screwed. I don't care whether you're a C, D, S, or an I.
3: Agreed. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, we talked about this a long time ago. Man, it's, it's probably been seven or eight months ago on a podcast, but, you know, we talk about, traditional salespeople a lot that, you know, I take you golf and you're my drinking buddy, so I buy from you. We talk about that a lot, but there are still a ton of traditional buyers out there that look for that, right? They don't yeah. know how to buy from somebody that doesn't show up like that. So so both sides are are in this predicament as well, right? And so of, of all times that you have to show value for what you do, it's now, right? your What your product value is, what your customer service value is, that's probably most important right now is that you're there when they call.
1: And you need to reach out and understand their pain, right? Because pain still exists or you wouldn't be having the conversation. Something needs to either be fixed or the potential is there for them to use you to solve a, an issue or a pain. So, so focus in on those key factors so that you're, you're germane with your conversation. So what I hear you telling me is, you know, and, and that's just an eye summarizing, obviously, But make sure that you're not just going on the assumption that people still aren't traditional in the way that they hide the true pain, right? That that just because we have COVID-19 doesn't mean I'm going to tell you that this is my real problem. I'm going to have some superficialness that can come through on a Zoom meeting, that can come through on the telephone. Well, no, we're doing okay. What do you got, right? That kind of stuff. I mean, those conversations are still going to hit with the people that are in the position to buy what you have. So go at it the traditional way. Just use some of the newer technology or be prepared to do it at a distance.
0: Yeah, six I agree. Six feet or more. You know,
1: and oh, we... by the way, by the way, if you do get a face to face, stay six feet away. Be respectful. <laughs> of the freaking... I see too many. I'm like, you can stand three more feet apart. All right. You don't have to touch genitals to freaking get anything done. Stop it.
0: <laughs> well, Um, the other thing that I would say is that to that same point is that we've all had to adjust and everything. And one of the things that, uh, I kind of held in my head was that there wasn't going to be a whole lot of business for me on Facebook, not a lot of prospects, not a lot of people in my target market. And I've been taking some of this time to kind of figure out if that was true and valid, or if I was just telling myself a story because, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, social selling and some people say that social selling isn't really a thing and everything else and you know there's so many private facebook groups right and you when you're really targeted and you hop into those groups they're filled with your target market so you can get in there you have a captive audience you can build some value especially with like social posting and stuff like this build some value stuff like that get into some conversations and that is where the majority of my new leads have been coming from i mean both the pieces of business from this week have come from facebook and not linkedin which is where i traditionally spend the majority of my time so take take some of this time and really figure out like do the beliefs that you are operating under are they actually serving you or are you just taking them as canon and maybe you shouldn't i think that that is really important in these times whenever we're trying to adjust
1: Agree, i agree yeah completely agree john that's a great topic i actually just wrote it down on my daytimer here you know facebook posts into those groups that will you know if you have some common ground get involved with that so that Absolutely. your voice can be heard and I, I think if you get, and I'm not very good at it. I think John, you do a good job, um, much better than, than, but I'm, I'm only not good at it because I haven't done it enough times. It hasn't been something that I've had to really rely on. So it's yeah. like anything else. You're going to be rusty. You're not going to be just the whiz that some of these guys are that that's how they do most of their business. Yeah. But it still doesn't mean that you shouldn't, Really endeavor to be better at it and be good and see about, you know, is this a potential money maker? Because mm-hmm. you, you, I think you really hit on a really interesting topic because more and more people are going to those areas to get some information, to find out about their business environment or yeah. their associations. And, and I think it's a great way to interject yourself into a, a larger group.
0: Yeah. I, I it, that's what. I've been solely focused on. And, you know, at this point, you bring up a good point is that, is that this is a muscle, right? So by this point I've written so many like value posts, you know, and thought provoking posts that are, you know, whatever that kind of generate conversations and get people to reach out to me and stuff like that, that I can knock it out pretty quickly. But, you know, for the first month or three months or whatever, like it was, it was a brutal process, like writer's block and like, is this good enough and everything else. And sometimes as a C, uh, we're not inclined to jump into action before it's proven and before it works, and and sometimes before it's perfect. And so, these normally take a very long time to initiate anything new. And uh, so, finally, I just had to just start hitting post hit, post, hit post, hit post, hit post, and then track, and then make adjustments as necessary. But there is, you know, when you public speak, every you look like an expert in front of everybody there social media can be done the same way, right? You can create a Facebook group and put your target prospects in there. And so that way they are captive to you. Right. And then you can give value and you're not, you know, diluting your value to like the entire market and doing these things. But groups are groups are where it's at, not on LinkedIn, because I think that those are still dead at least for now, but on Facebook, you can find a group about literally anything. And since my, made my focus is working with like smaller digital marketing agencies. There's hundreds and hundreds of uh, groups around Facebook ads and digital marketing, social media marketing. So I just hop in there, bring some value, talk about the stuff that I do and the things that I see from my clients. And then people start to reach out, which is kind of a good indicator of like it, how big is your market, right? And how, how much can you do for somebody? But uh, if you've not been successful doing social selling in the past, maybe take a look at it again, because more people are at home than they were, in the past. And some of these people might be seeing stuff for the very first time. So don't necessarily count it out.
3: Yeah. I got to, I got to throw one point in there from at least my industry is that, uh, you know, the, and, and I, I'm not in the same realm as you, John, at all and what you're doing. But, you know, the thing is, I almost look to that for guidance to steer away from, right? So when I see businesses that are usually my customers, because our customers are are fishing for business as well, just like we are. So everybody from the top down is going through this. And the thing is, is when I see those companies that haven't skipped a beat, they're not, they're not fishing on social media. They're not posting stuff on LinkedIn. Those guys are just cruising through. So I'm focused on those guys, right? They figured out a way to make it work without changing anything. And I'm really shifted my focus to them. The other ones are indicators of people that are fishing and haven't figured it out, which in my business, can extend stuff out to a year, right? So if I if I'm proposing stuff to somebody that's fishing today, I'm not gonna see results for another year versus sticking with the people that are on track. So it, it's yeah. kind of a key indicator for me to stay away almost. So I, I caution you to look at your market and see what you what you think about your own trades.
0: That that is a that that is a really good point, right? Because at some point you have to you have to pull the trigger on on something if it isn't helping you, right? I mean, continuing to invest time and money and effort into something that isn't providing you leads or results has got to be cold at some point because otherwise why keep doing it? So I also think that because what I do is so drastically different than what you do and our and the clients that we serve are so different, you're you're probably not going to see the same kind of response in conversations that i'm that i'm able to get into fairly easily right like running in these groups is more um, more productive for me than doing cold email or running ads at least in the in the experiments that i've done so far so if if i can do that with zero marketing spend right i just have to extend like some sweat equity then i'm okay to do that because then eventually it just becomes a repeatable process with documentation then i can let somebody else do it It's kind of the goal for me.
3: Yeah. And, you know, just to be honest, it doesn't fit my personality at all. You know, being in the corner that I'm in, that Mm -hmm. is not something that's attractive to me. It's not something I'm going to put effort into and and maybe I should right? or find somebody on your team that does that well for you. And and that's, and that's the biggest for me, if I was going to do this, it wouldn't be me that does it. It would be Mm -hmm. somebody that is, uh, you know, probably a CS that, that actually cares to put content out there and actually wants results back. So for me it's just uh it's a personal thing, but it's also a, an industry thing as well
0: yeah, there's a guy that I follow, and he has this whole program and it's and it and it's pretty cool actually because it talks about this idea that not everybody wants to create the same kind of content, right so not everybody wants to be on camera like this, you know not everybody wants to write, not everybody wants to go do the public speaking route or something along those ways but uh it was kind of cool to go through uh through his assessment to figure out what kind of content creator I would be because um I like writing, obviously, but uh, through taking the course, it shows up that I'm more leaning towards like this kind of thing, video and, and shorter and vocal as opposed to all written, which is kind of interesting. But, you know, you got to, I think, I think as we're getting more and more and more connected, you have got to be consistently putting out feelers, right, on these social media channels, especially if you think that that's where your decision makers are, right? I think it'd be really hard for anybody to target people in your target market client on Facebook, you know, that's going to be easier to do on LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean,
3: right. there's definitely, you know, there, there's also a generation thing that we're talking about here that's too. True so, as well. you know, there's a, uh, you know, these younger project managers that are coming through the doors on our customer side, Hey, that's where they know how to get information. So if your information's not there, they go straight to the competitor that is right. Absolutely. And then that may be the sole decision process. So, I think you got to hit all fronts, whether you do it personally or not. Your team has to do it. Um, I, I truly believe that because I, I will tell you, even when my team posts stuff on on LinkedIn, a picture of something that we built. I think, what the hell are you taking a picture of that for? You did your job. Go home. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that, it. that's a little harsh.
0: But I, but, I get but it. But, but, isn't that that's in itself- what I'm saying? A, a big deal right i mean i mean isn't that kind of like a big deterrent in your industry can these guys get this job
3: done yeah look at this photo we get the job sure. done. well that's and that's what i'm saying right i don't i don't uh i don't go deter my team from putting more stuff out there i'm just not the guy to do that right i'm yeah. glad they do it i'm glad it gets results but it's not me because that's i true. i don't because to be honest with you i wouldn't know what to take a picture of Honestly, you know, if I walked just, out, yeah, in our give
1: me a call. <laughs> <I quit. laughs>
3: but you know, if I walked that in our shop right now and they built, you know, some really cool platform, some people think that's probably a great achievement. I look at it and think, hey, you did exactly what we said we were going to do. This is no great feat; it's just got the job done. So it's just personality, man. I, I, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Well, I. And I think we get stuck in these loops around ourselves,
0: right? Because there's there's so many times where I'm like, oh, everybody's got to know what a CRM is at this point, and then I'll go talk to a client, and they're like, what's a CRM, and I'm like, okay, wait yeah. a minute, you know? So mm-hmm. we kind of tell ourselves these stories, and sometimes the stories that was me are relevant,
2: yeah. right?
0: You know, because it was all of us. Exactly, because if if your if your client if their biggest pain point is lack of trust and can, and can, can you get the job done, I'll take pictures of of everything just to prove that we can do these things and function in different environments and everything else. In my realm, that's kind of hey. hard because all I can really go off of is like testimonials and like social proof, right? Because like no one re- no one really wants to look at a screenshot of like a really in depth CRM. Like it's not it's not fun. I get that. So yeah. it. I wish you know, I had something that concrete that I could be like, hey, look how good I am.
3: Agreed. And, you know, the thing is, is like uh, I get people that stop by to post this stuff, you know, at least a couple times a day like, hey, did you did you share my post on LinkedIn? I'm like, I you know, man, I didn't even look at it. And it's like, dude, all I need you to do is like it and share it. I don't care if you look at it or whatever. It's just getting the content out there. Yeah. And I have to trigger that in my brain to say, "Hey, you're right, John. You do it to me all the time. Like, hey, did you just just share this, man? Just like this?" And I'm like, okay, but you're giving me a task. I complete the task, no big deal. But I'm not going to feel compassionate about it. And you just got to oh, sure. everybody's just got to understand that, right? Is that I'm doing it for business reasons, not personal. Versus somebody that puts it out there because they want gratification or they want to show everybody something cool. They're just very different reasons and they're all wrong, wrong and right. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think you got to look at the data coming back in and what you're doing, whether it's social media or a CRM or who you're talking to. It's all, it's all data that you have to process and make a decision out. It's yeah, so, I
1: think that's true. I mean, cause a- we're looking at some options, We've um, you know taken some email lists. We're looking at ways to disseminate information and talk about you know the value in our clinic. And without the numbers, without looking back at the data and seeing what our responses are, then it's, it, it it can be a wasted endeavor if you don't have a process to go gather that information and decide. Okay, given this much time, we haven't seen the results. Or oh wow, the results have been overwhelming right and we've had a couple of those you know those little programs that we've run through our clinic and they've gone well so far so you know we're continuing to expand so we did little things and now we're going to do
3: bigger things sure historically it, with them the, i'm sorry go ahead clint it, it, one of the things i noticed here recently and, and i just uh, i try to remember things that trigger you know my i guess anger is what i would call it <laughs> but like, somebody aren't you you always angry a little bit yeah i mean i'm definitely cynical there's no doubt about that but you know somebody sent a message the other day and it said hey look at how your competitors are selling they're using this tool check us out online and i instantly will never go to your page right and me and you talk about this all the time john because you just sided with my competitors you are an enemy of the state see you you're done you're dead to me i know but right and and the thing is you just that message is not meant for me. You have to word that completely different. So, you know, once again, cautious on what you put out there because you might only be hitting 10% of the volume that you want to hit, but you might be hitting people that completely deter away from what you're what you're trying to put out there. So you got to be, yeah.
0: be a little cautious. You know, and, sure. the, and the thing is, is that like marketing used to be this very like flimsy construct of a business, right? It was like, you know, newspaper ads and then, you know, and there wasn't really any way of like tracking anything. But now with digital marketing, it's, the opposite you can track everything like uh i heard about something that could be really interesting for al right so you can put up a like a like a it's called the geo fence, which is anytime anybody drives close enough to al's clinic you can then send them ads but only if they've been within a certain amount of feet of the actual location like that's crazy that's cool that is yeah, crazy it is Good. i mean i mean it's Big brothery is hell, right? And there's all kinds of problems with it. But from the business owner standpoint, that's awesome, right? If this person parked in my parking lot, I want them to see more ads so that way they come back. And then you don't have to spend and spray and pray to like everybody; it's just the people that were right. in that parking lot. I mean, it gets pretty granular and pretty crazy. And so sometimes when I talk to like business owners and they're and they're like, "Oh, yeah, I don't trust the the digital marketing thing." It's like, you know,
1: oh, you but know. if you if you hit it right, you can really exponentially get in front of so many more people if you have the right message. And Clint just hit the nail on the head. If it's not the right message, you're not going to get them, particularly Clint and and then John, you hit on it. The guy went to sell to you the wrong way. And I I know Nan, it, it speaks to all of us that if your target market is a certain individual or type of individual, if you can focus in and then present the right message, it's not all about the focus. But it's right. all about the message as well then now you've got somebody who engages you back and when that That's happens if you can do that enough times you'll you'll win you'll win a certain segment of that market then the rest of it's on providing what you said you were going to provide and all the follow up and all the rest of that sure. so don't forget that but but yeah, yeah and good, good and stuff. we were
3: just talking about this uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago we were talking about redoing our website and and trying to, you know, reclaim some of our facebook and social media, you know, we we put together a small team here to do that. And you know, one of the things was is this topic came up of how you word things, right? And, you know, somebody made the comment which very right is you can't word everything for everybody. And I said, oh, you know, yeah. I agree w- I agree with you, you know, you kind of got to pick your target market and chase it. However, there's people out there like uh, you know, for example like a Chick-fil-A, I think is what I brought up, they put a sign out that has a cow saying eat more chicken. It doesn't offend anybody, right? The only people it offends is vegetarians, and you're not selling to those people anyway. So, you know, things like that, you know, it's just kind of, you just got to be, I'm not saying you got to be right for everybody, but what you do is you got to go after your target market, who you want to sell to, and make sure that you're hitting the hot points for them to come back and even give it a second glance, that's all.
0: And then the, the really important thing to that is the, is the work you put into crafting like who your avatar is, right? You know, that very specific person. And we did that whenever we were, we were launching the show. Like that also pays double duty in your sales conversations, right? Because if you know that you sell at the mid-market to companies that have got X amount of revenue with X amount of employees and they've got these concerns, anybody who doesn't fit one of those things, you're going to have skepticism about Right. Mm-hmm. And that skepticism is going to allow you to have a much better sales conversation because you're either going to get to a no quicker, which saves you time, or they put themselves into the spot to where they have to sell themselves to you because you're like, Hey, I'm not, you know, Clint, based upon what we talked about so far, you're not dealing with any of the stuff that I normally help people with. What were you hoping I could do for you? Right. And you get to have such a better conversation because on paper, this doesn't make sense. You're not, you're not in the people that I normally help. Like, like, what are you, what are you hoping I could do? right but you, but you don't get to do that when you're when you're just trying to sell to everybody right because there's some overlap here right there's a saying in marketing that when you try to market to everybody you're not actually marketing to anybody and the same thing happens in sales when you're trying to sell to everybody you're not selling to anybody right so there's room for that for that work into like who the targeting to play double duty if you you know go through the process and do it the right way
3: i agree no i think that's a good point awesome. all right so Clint has
0: got some golf to go, to go hit up.
3: Um, wow. All right. He's,
0: he's working hard it, today. Um, but thanks everybody for tuning in. We will hopefully have the technical difficulties figured out for next time. If not, uh, hop on the email list. So that way you can be in the zoom here, ask your questions since that way we can try to help you with what is going on in your world and not just talk about what's going on in ours. If you're watching this on YouTube, like, and subscribe. Um, and if you know anybody else in sales who is struggling, uh, share this with them. If you want to take the assessment to figure it out, we're having a lot of people reach out to us because it's getting a little bit harder. So they're investing a little bit into figuring out how they can improve. So we have these assessments. Um, you can either just take the test and get the results, or you can take the assessment and one of us will hop on a call and go over it with you. Email disc at salesthrowdown.com, and we'll get you hooked up, but we'll see everybody next week. Be safe. And,
1: uh, See you later. See you guys. guys. Be safe. Bye-bye.